Welcome to Women Developing Brilliance, the spirit of business. I'm your host, Casey Rossi, and I'm a business and certified mindset coach. I'm excited to connect with you here on the podcast for a lot of different reasons. I love supporting ambitious female entrepreneurs that are really looking to better themselves, that are interested in personal and spiritual development, and that really, they are committed to forming a business, building a business in a way that lights them up, but also is in alignment with their soul's purpose. So that's why I'm here. I'm looking forward to really delivering more microcasts. If you are a listener of the podcast, you know that most of my episodes focus on interviewing um, other female entrepreneurs and listening to their ups and their downs and their really inspirational stories and actionable tips, which I love to do. And I've done about 95 different episodes and interviewed women from all across the globe, and I've loved every minute of it, and it's also time for me to step up and talk to you and share different things from a solo level. So I think over the last couple of years, I've only had a half a dozen or so individual microcasts. So I'm excited to break out of the box a little bit and also do things a little bit differently. So I'm just going to be super open and vulnerable and honest with you here uh, because that's how I like to roll. With my other solo casts, I usually type out a script and I usually really am very calculated to make sure that I'm delivering one, two, three, five different takeaway tips so I can ensure that I'm always providing value and that you can actually have tangible strategies and inspirational tips to walk away from each and every episode. I still am committed to that and I also want to just plug in a way that is a little bit more authentic, a little bit more conversational and I really went back and forth on this because My friends, I'm a lover of control and I like things to be just so and I really want to make sure that I'm hitting my mark. So this is me letting go and just trusting that because I'm committed to show up fully for you that I will be sharing things that you need to hear at the exact time that you need to hear them and that I will be showing up and giving you value. I also reflected and thought about the other kinds of podcasts that I enjoy listening to And interestingly enough, the majority of them, they pop on script-free, press go, and they just chat and they share their life and they, they share their stories. And is it always perfect? No. But do I listen every week? Nonetheless, yes, because it feels like real life. So... Before uh, any further ado, today I want to jump in and talk to you about the pros and cons of living in a bubble. So I am a, a witness or a kind of like, I love symbolism and metaphors. I'm always looking for patterns and things that repeat. And in that, I started saying a lot, I like my bubble. And I would talk to my virtual assistant or my boyfriend and, you know, just in conversation, it would come up. And if there was something going on in the world, I would just be like, you know what? I'm happy in my bubble. You know, let's leave that to everybody else. And I thought, oh, interesting. Well, I actually want to look at both sides of that. And I want to look at the pros, the things that are positive in staying in a bubble. And I also want to address the cons that I've noticed personally and that I have seen come up with people that 
really just stay in a bubble, live in their own world, and they really almost completely isolate from what's happening around them. So let's first look at some pros. So some of the things that I personally see as being an advantage to closing out the world, especially in 2020, which has been an unprecedented year um, globally, uh, there's been a lot of heightened fear because of the pandemic. Uh, there's been a lot of anxiety because of loss of work. Um, then we went right into some social injustices that were getting the light shined on and the political climate being an election year. You know what's going on. So this year has been increasingly challenging, um, to say the least. And I've also experienced it. I think it's been one of my most challenging years um, on a personal level. And part of why I've enjoyed choosing to stay in my bubble, especially this year, is there's a safetyness. There is a sense of security. And when there is chaos all around you, one of the most comforting things and almost like the biggest necessity is a sense of safety and security. I'm a Taurus girl. Being rooted and secure is one of like my prime drivers. It's it's kind of a non-negotiable. So I feel sometimes blocking out the world, the negativity, the incessant social media conversation and internet noise. Sometimes you need to do it for self-preservation. So I feel that safety is something that is one of the top pros, really. Um, it also allows you to do less. You're going out less. There's also a less um, less of a chance that something is going to happen. Or I think especially in the beginning, there was fear to even go grocery shopping because of COVID and how clean is the store and are they sanitizing the uh, carts in between and you know who's touched the unwrapped produce and all these things that might be going through our heads. So from a safety standpoint of minimizing risk, because we're going out less, I think that also contributes to that first bullet point. I think there's also a sense of peace uh, when you are just in your home environment. It's something that you're very familiar with. It's your safe space. A lot of us have taken more time this year to cultivate our space. Um, so it is more of a sanctuary. I think home renovations have gone up exponentially. I mean, they've even said that there's like lumber shortages. And I know a friend of mine, I was chatting with her and she was saying, yeah, we really wanted an above ground pool, but I had to go on a wait list for like, I don't know how many months. And um, so it's like, wow, that's that's kind of shocking. So um, despite the economic downturn, there are certain industries, especially in the home renovation area, that actually saw an increase of their business because we are looking for a safe place to land. We're wanting that peace, that security, and that familiarity. So I think that that's also a pro of just almost nesting into your home space. The other pro is I think that when you pull back from the world, and I don't want to say you become more self-centric, but maybe more family-centric or home-centric, that it's an opportunity to create new routines. And that's a good thing because when everything is kind of chaotic and here, there, and everywhere, and really there isn't like this sense of outward security, 
routine can bring a feeling of calm and that things are in order. And you can start to see this because people are even organizing more. And you're seeing more and more people kind of in the Marie Kondo tidying up space, showing you how to um, put everything in tidy little containers and clean out your fridge in a way that looks like Martha Stewart, you know, ready and glammed. And I'm all over that. I, I'm a container girl, so I land into that. And I think when you can make your surrounding space have order, and we're very visual people, right? When things look like they are in order, we get a sense and a feeling in our heart that they are in order. So there's something about you know, polishing up your space, tidying it up, clearing out the old. It's something that we can control, which again, in a time when there's a lot of things that we can't control, um, having a small sense of control or having a stake in the ground or being able to put your time and effort into something and immediately see a return, it can make all the difference in the world, not only in your mood, but in your future actions, right? Because movement stimulates motivation. So when we can have a quick win by doing something as simple as organizing our closet or color coding our clothes, yes, hand raised, I color code my clothes, I admit it. I'm kind of a geek when it comes to organization. Um, And I think that comes from probably my mom being OCD with vacuuming a couple times a day to make sure that the lines always stayed in the carpet. So yeah, I think I probably got a little bit of that trickle down. But anyway, I digress from the pros. So we're talking about the pros and cons of living in a bubble, and I'm still on the list of the positives. So you can tell that I lean a little bit more towards unplugging from the world. Um, For many years, I really identified with the label of being an introvert and staying very kind of close to vest, having a limited number of inner circle people and a smaller tribe that I could go deeper with, not wider. So I do tend to lean more towards liking living in a bubble. Um, Another pro is, you know, really having that opportunity to spend more time with our friends and our family and our inner tribe. So carving out those times to maybe go for a regular walk with a buddy, or I know for myself, like making those spaces to have a longer conversation with my dad, who tends to like longer conversations, right? And previously, if I was really busy, I would like tuck it in 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, like while I was in the car or on lunch hour. And now it's like, I'm literally taking time to make space for a 45-minute or 60-minute conversation with him and cherish those moments as he's, you know, over 78 now. So I think that this pause and lockdown and everything that's happening in the world, for me personally, I have been able to reevaluate, shift a few priorities, slow down, and really just start to be more mindful, cultivating space for joy connection, deep conversations, increased intimacy. And that's pretty cool because honestly, I think if I stayed in the same pace of go, 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 do, 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 I would have been leaving a tremendous amount of those 
special things on the table or in the rearview mirror. So I think that a pro is that we are taking more time. Some of the moms listening to this and dads too, I'm sure have learned a whole new level of patience needing to be the homeschool teacher or having their kids um, in their space, in their arena, and, and really having different relationships, even maybe with their partners and kids in a much more 24-7 way than ever before. And I think because we're a couple months into um, this kind of lifestyle that we were thrown into, we may be getting our footing and you know establishing our new rhythm, which is a good thing, but there's still so many years and decades that we were living and going and being and doing in the other realm that it's still like a practice. We're still learning how to cohabitat, cohabitate in um, in this way and sharing the internet, sharing space, being respectful of when to be quiet. So I think it gives us an opportunity to enhance the current relationships, to listen to our kids in a different way, and to be very respectful of our partner's boundaries and also use our voice to establish our own boundaries as well. The other pro of living in a bubble is I think it gives you an increased opportunity, in my opinion, to take the time for inner practices, whether that's self-reflection, whether that's heart math, whether that is meditation or yoga, whatever that is for you, having extra time and space in our home with less demands, less obligations, less running around and and RSVPing to a multitude of invitations, it's an invitation to actually slow down, press pause, unplug from our devices and screens, and start to go deeper in our current practice or establish a new practice. And maybe it's something that has been in your heart and gut for a while, But life has gotten in the way and that all too familiar, I don't have the time excuse, trumps that fleeting thought of, yeah, I hear there's benefits to that, but I don't have the time. So I think people are making more time. I think they're plugging into different apps um, that are available on our cells that can guide us through meditation or help us drift easier to sleep. And so that's kind of cool. I've been uh, really loving seeing that. I don't want to call it a movement, but maybe an increased um, desire and appreciation for mindfulness techniques. So I feel that that's a plus. I also think that it's an opportunity to cultivate creative space. So as we slow down and we have this newfound space and time, it gives this really cool chance of creativity to bubble up. In fact, tomorrow I'm taking a um, an intuitive visualing journaling class that integrates emotional intelligence. And I'm so excited to take this because as soon as I saw the landing page, I was like, wow, this is something different. It's unique. And for those of you that listen, and I know many of you are female entrepreneurs that are all too familiar with online marketing and getting one pitch after another when you are scrolling social. And when I saw this, I was like, wow, this is so unique. And it's not just same, same, like so many other things out there. And we all kind of tend to use the same jargon in our industry. It's just kind of what happens many, many times. So 
it really made me stop and think like, wow, like I did used to draw and do poetry and play piano. And, you know, this is going back probably now decades. And it's like, where did all those creative outlets go? They've almost just collected dust on some, you know, shelf of the past. So I was really excited to really even start looking at my life in a way of where can I cultivate more space for creativity? You know, how do I break away from just being task oriented and start to give myself permission to drop deeper into the creative space? I've noticed that since I've done this, I've actually come up with two different product offers that I'm am in the process of, you know, really crafting out. And I really don't think that they would have come if I just kept grinding away at my regular, same old business strategies. So we may feel that we don't have the time. We may feel that some of these inner practices or creative endeavors are, you know, fluff. And they're really nice uh, for people that have the luxury of time and money. But actually, it's quite the opposite. When you give yourself that time, that space, and the breathing room, all of a sudden, there's like a, an internal reset button where we're just like, man, you know, there is stuff inside of me waiting to bubble up. And it was just actually waiting for me to be quiet enough to drop in and receive. So I really want to invite you to maybe take time and breath for yourself and in your life and think about what can you, you know, maybe eliminate so you do have more time and space and how can you just even be mindful with the present moment in those time and space fields that you're doing currently anyway. All right, maybe this podcast should have been called The Pros of Living in a Bubble because as you can see, I kind of have a laundry list of pros. Um, I, like I said, I like safety, security, peace, joy. I like to be able to control my vibration and choose what I tap into and manage my energy so I feel balanced. But let's talk a little bit about the cons of living in a bubble. Why would living in a bubble actually be not to our favor or would actually maybe even be considered a negative. And I think that one of the biggest ones is that isolation factor. Because when you pull back and retreat, when you are living in your own world, completely isolated from everything that's happening around you, well, it's isolating and you can feel very alone. And you also, there's a sense where if you're in a vacuum or in a silo, There's an opportunity for you to start going down a judgment rabbit hole, a comparison rabbit hole. There could be even, if you're not plugged into high vibe things, there could be even like a sense of maybe despair. So that's not cool. I think another thing is being out of touch. So there is um, this you know, real thing of just not having a clue of what's going on in the world. I'm definitely guilty of that many times. I have to admit it. Um, The other thing that I think really comes about is a potential for loss of empathy because we're not actually getting plugged in. And, you know, I don't necessarily watch the news or make it a practice to plug into the radio or current events. 
And I noticed when I was doing a podcast interview, I was off record chatting with one of the guests and she lives in California and she was talking about the fires. She was talking about how thick and heavy the air quality was and how noisy it was and how kind of annoying it was to have all the air filters on in her home, um, just to have a quality of uh, breath and air to breathe. And I could just tell that I had no real clue because I was hearing her, but because I wasn't plugged in and I wasn't seeing the fires on the news and I wasn't, you know, listening to people's real life struggles of, you know, everyday things we take for granted, like breathing clean air, I did feel like I had less empathy because I couldn't really relate. They were just more words. And I really made it a practice after that to um, to get a little bit aware and to watch the news when it was talking about the fires and to see the devastation and to, you know, not that it was like, uh, you know, uplifting in any way, but when I saw whole neighborhoods being you know, eradicated, you know, by Mother Nature's flames, it really touched my heart and it really gave me an extreme sense of empathy for the people that have lost absolutely everything. And then, of course, it spurs on thought of what are they doing now? Who's helping them? Where will they live? And so I do feel that when we stay in our bubble, there is a great, great potential for loss of empathy. And I know that being in integrity and cultivating heart-centered empathy is a core value for me. And I'm guessing that it is for you too if you're listening to this. So that's really a drawback for living in the bubble. The other thing is if we are completely isolated and living in the bubble, there is definitely a loss of contribution. How are we contributing to our neighborhood? How are we contributing outside of our very small friends and family circle And for feminine leaders that want to make an impact in the world, it's very, very difficult when you're isolated and living in your own bubble. And so I think when you're um, really pondering on leadership, on impact, on a positive global ripple effect, this is something that really we need to look at when we start isolating and pulling back from the world. (sighs) Let me think, what else is there? That's a lot, you know, just really thinking about that and tapping in. I'm even just considering in the moment, like, do I live in my bubble too often, right? Because of my big laundry list of pros, I often wonder if I am not out there having my finger on the litmus test or the pulse, the heartbeat of what's really happening in our world and real life global issues um, that we're dealing with. In fact, I remember when the Black Life Matters movement started coming up strong a couple of months ago, and people were doing like the blackout on their Instagram, and they were really, really focusing on this and talking about it and using the opportunity to step up and, and use their platform to share their opinion. I really, um, in the first week, I didn't say anything. And I just thought, you know, in my mind, I was like, well, you know, you have to you have to pick your battles. And, you know, I, I didn't really put a lot of time and energy into it. Again, I wasn't that plugged into the news, just what my bestie who watches the news every day would share with me on lunch. 
And that was enough for me. You know, I was really like, you know, I just need to manage my energy. I'm sensitive. I'm an empath. So I really need to like be careful on how much time I spend listening to devastation and injustice. And then my virtual assistant called me out and she was like, um, notice that you didn't, you know, share anything this week. And, um, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily a great idea. And I love that we have such an honest um, relationship that she can openly communicate when it's like, hey, you know, red flag here. And then I really, you know, I stopped. And again, like, you know, I'm constantly learning and constantly trying to, you know, follow the Kaizen philosophy of never ending improvement. And I started not just scrolling through people's stuff, but reading it and watching clips on YouTube and listening to stories of the past and getting more involved. And then I really was like, yeah, I did not realize that silence was actually a stance. And that really made an imprint in my heart. And I think about that often now when things come up and it's like, okay, silence is a stance. A no stance is your stance. And as we start getting closer to even voting right now, I know a lot of people are like, gosh, I don't want either candidate, so I'm not even going to vote. And it really reminded me, I heard myself thinking again, you know, that no stance is a stance. And it's an opportunity to actually see how we're going to show up for ourselves and, and our community. And again, that ripple effect in the world. So um, that's something that's that's definitely to think about. The other con when we are very removed to current events is that we can be perceived as cold and distant, right? Because if someone's wanting to share, connect, and vent, and you have no clue what they're talking about or you can't relate because you're not plugged in to what's going on and you just have this blank, uh uh-huh, 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 you can absolutely be looked at as someone who's cold, detached, distant, and non-caring. And um, again, those aren't qualities that we really want to embody or project. So there is this very strong delineation of the pros and the cons of living in a bubble. And I think one of the things to help you kind of decide, you know, where you land is, Maybe taking a little overview of, you know, maybe even jotting it down. Like, what are the five top things that are happening in my world? What are my stances on what on these things? Do people even know my point of view on these things? You know, or am I leaning more towards silence and no stance? You know, and seeing how much you want to get involved in it, I think too. You know, you have to kind of check in with yourself. And especially if you are on the sensitive side, you know, you may truly need to manage your input or your intake of information more than someone that's not as highly sensitive as you. And to really ask yourself, like, does this make me expand or contract? Right? That's a good litmus test because we want to move towards things that make us feel good And we want to move away from things that are draining or suppressing or suppressing. And I think sometimes you can have a balance. Like maybe if you wanted to break out of your bubble, if you're like, you know what? The pro side sounded amazing, but now that I'm actually hearing the con side, I'm seeing myself show up in that. I am removed 
from what's currently going on. And I do want to, you know, make a difference, stand for something, support my community, whatever aha moment that maybe you got listening to some of those cons, there's a couple of things that you can do to break out of your bubble and break out of the comfort zone and that safety space, which can lead to stifling. So one way that you can kind of expand your heart and your brain and your life, they're just super simple things that you can start integrating and you can integrate one and then do a little litmus test. Check in with your heart. How do I feel? Is this heavy? Is this light? What action am I going to take? How am I going to use my voice? So you don't have to do this list exhaustively, but you can maybe take one or two of these things and then check in with yourself. How does this feel right now for me? Okay, so one is maybe follow an industry leader in a different field than you. So I'm very, very tapped into business. I've been an entrepreneur for 29 years. I've had 10 plus businesses. The majority of my day is taking in content in the online marketing space and female entrepreneur space. So for me, it might be interesting to tap into an industry leader in art and architecture, you know, something completely different than what I typically do. And I give this example because it allows you to expand your horizon and it brings in fresh perspectives, which again, I think is going to ultimately amp up your creativity. It's going to make you more interesting And you're probably going to boost your engagement because you're going to have a different level and layer of conversational topics that you can chat about. The other thing to break out of your bubble is to choose to watch the news for like 15 minutes a day or get a white paper summary to stay connected. So, you know, whatever works for you. If if you have somebody that has been in a bubble and you don't plug into any news at all, You may want to test a few different channels, see who you resonate with, you know, or maybe even go on YouTube. Maybe it's Trevor Noah's Daily Show or, you know, whoever it is for you. My bestie watches Nora on one of our local news channels for her, you know, 15-minute synopsis. I tend to get my information for my bestie, so... (laughs) Um, which may be slanted, I don't know. So you always want to look at that as well. If you really want to have global perspective, make sure that the source that you are tapping into isn't too slanted left or right. So you are left with being able to make an informed and educated opinion and decision. The other thing is you can set aside X number of time, you know, whether it's a half an hour a week or whatever it is for you, to network online, whether that's in a Facebook group or in LinkedIn or Instagram DMs, wherever you want to connect with people that are high vibe or target clients or people that you just know are going to be on a similar vibe or maybe even on a different vibe to open those perspectives up. But the point is to connect, to build relationship. You can even set up coffee conversations that don't have to be long. Like I literally have a link in my Acuity scheduler for a coffee chat and I block out little 20 minutes for people who I've connected with on social media and they want to get to know me more and I set up a 20 minute coffee chat. So it doesn't have to take a lot of time. It doesn't have to drain your energy or your schedule, but it is an opportunity to connect to increase our listening skills. So it's kind of a fun little game to play with yourself. How present can I be on this call? How much service can I show up with? How can I be helpful and offer to connect them to another 
connection, say on LinkedIn, or if their services have impressed you, you can even offer to add them to your referral Rolodex, so to speak. So it's it's really an awesome opportunity to expand perspective. So those are three simple takeaways that you can put one into action and test it out to break out of your bubble if when you were listening to the pros and cons of living in a bubble, you actually started to think, wow, I could broaden my horizon. Now, for those of you that are the opposite, so when you're looking at your life and maybe you are on, 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 go, 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 plugged into social media and the news nonstop, you may need to go back and listen to the pros section And ask yourself, what do you need to remove? You may need to do a little personal audit. You may need to put time limits on how much social media you take in. You may need to say, I'm only going to plug into the news Monday, Wednesday, Friday for X time. So you don't get inundated. So you aren't afraid to drop into the white space and you're not addicted to the scroll. So wherever you land, I hope that this episode has given you an opportunity to take a look at your individual life, have a little honest self-talk about your own pros and cons of living in a bubble. And again, perhaps you need to break out of your bubble and perhaps you need to move back into your bubble right now to bring up your mood, to elevate your focus and your inner attention or attend to your inner life more um, because it's so easy to kind of fall down the rabbit hole and spiral into everything that's been going on. You are the only one that can make that decision. And the cool thing is that you are in the driver's seat. There are so many things that you can control Many times it's just with a micro habit that you put into place once you have recognized what's going on in your world and what are some little things you can do to make a difference and make a change. So you are always in control of your energy and your vibration. You are in control of what you allow into your world and you are also in control of what you want to remove or release from your world that doesn't serve you. I would love to hear your thoughts about this episode. You can always email me at Casey at CaseyROSSI.com or you can head over to my Women Developing Brilliance Facebook group where we continue the conversation there on a daily basis. Thanks so much for listening and I will see you next week. Until then, breathe joy. Breathe joy.